All right. I make notes for myself. I don't I don't know if it helps or not. Sometimes I feel like I should just go off the cuff. I just had an interview the other day mm-hmm. and he was like, what do you want to talk about? And I was like, I don't think this is how oh, that works. That's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, that's not how that works. Welcome to the American Grown Podcast hosted by Austin Sullivan. The American Grown Podcast will focus on people from different walks of life and their journey to where they are now. Now, turn up your volume and settle in for a great episode. Hi, I'm Austin Sullivan. This is the American Grown Podcast, recorded inside the ColorTech Creative Solutions Studios. Today, we have Hannah Wolfling, an avid listener to the podcast and a recent Millersville University graduate and future tech ed teacher at Anvil Cleona. Hannah, welcome to episode 32 of the American Grown Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, welcome. I'm glad you listened to the podcast. Thank you for, first off, let's start there. Absolutely. Um, And we're going to dive into like what you accomplished while at Millersville University. Get some background about tech ed. We want to talk about track and field. We both were throwers. Uh, I'm a little bit older, so I've been out (laughs) of it for a while. You are a... I'm officially now a national champion for division two in discus and then i also got runner up for hammer throw okay so So. we're gonna dive into that talk about that Mm -hmm. um and then also talk about your faith and then teaching and and maybe even if we have time you know giving back to the community absolutely let's talk about uh growing up you went to anvil cleona and then transitioned over to cedar crest high school so what was that like and what was your early childhood like i grew up on a farm in Anvil. Um, We didn't like own the farm or anything. We just worked or lived there. Growing up with two brothers too, they were really into sports and everything. And so were my parents. So I kind of grew up playing anything I could. I pretty much did like four sports all through like elementary school and middle school. And then of course I had to break it down for high school to just three, but I grew up outside a lot i'm an outdoorsy gal i guess yeah yeah <laughs> um okay so growing up you said two brothers yeah isaac and oliver okay. are my two older brothers did you ever find like you would compete with them no so they're um older than me by isaac just turned 27 and okay. oliver is going to be 28 or 29 this year yeah don't don't be mad at me for that <laughs> one <laughs> after 25 you just stop counting but oh, yeah. so we were like far enough apart but oliver threw and that's like one of the reasons why i wanted to throw like okay. in middle school and stuff too yeah and they played like different sports than me but i mean we had a basketball hoop in our driveway and it yeah. was like on gravel we would be barefoot playing basketball <laughs> nice. we would play wall ball we created our own like games just because we was not the best yeah but yeah yeah seriously. our favorite game we called it ball game we okay. had a trampoline and that thing like trampolines when you live in the middle of nowhere are like everything they're like the swimming like swimming pools you know they're awesome exactly so we had our trampoline and we would play ball game on it so basically one of us most of the time it was me would be jumping on the trampoline and then both my brothers would be on either side of the trampoline okay and they would be trying to peg me with a soccer ball and i had to like jump and (laughs) escape the hit yeah or i had to catch it and then if i caught one of theirs okay. then they would have to go on the trampoline and we would play back and forth and that's that was awesome. like our childhood in a nutshell yeah that's like a dodgeball if you can dodge a wrench literally you can dodge a ball. <laughs> that's so cool yeah trampolines my my grandmother had one at her house and i yep. remember like you'd be so excited to go see grandma because it's like 
she had a trampoline and no no one else didn't no one else it in the family the had one it was the best thing yeah. ever definitely underrated yeah. like, trampolines are definitely underrated now that i'm older i wouldn't want to go on one because yeah. I'd, I'd probably like slip a disc or something my back would be killing me but uh very cool anvil cleona uh what was it eighth grade i think you said so i went to anvil from kindergarten to eighth grade and then i went to cedar crest for ninth grade so i was there like all of my childhood basically and then um i started high school at cedar crest which sounds like it would be really like awful experience because i mean like high school can be a tough time to enter not knowing anybody that's what i was gonna ask yeah you don't know anybody all your friends are in anvil Yeah, sports saved me on that one a little bit because I was on the soccer team. Um, Well, I tried out for the soccer team at Cedar Crest. And the funny thing is that at Anvil, there's not enough kids to try out. So you have like tryout days in quotations, but they really are just like getting you out there and getting you ready. So it was like the first time I had to try out for a team and I was not convinced I was going to make it. These girls all grew up playing together. and Tough to break yeah. in. Yeah. Luckily, I made it, though, and, like, we had preseason, so it was easy to kind of meet some people before school started and everything. My cousin, Sydney Snyder, she went to Cedar Crest her whole life, so I knew at least a couple people from her oh, nice. yeah. going into it, so it wasn't terrible, and gotcha. I made friends pretty quick. So. so while at Cedar Crest, you said soccer, what were the other sports? I played soccer my freshman year. I actually switched to volleyball for the rest of high school. I got recruited by Chad Nolan, who was our coach oh, at the Chad. time. Oh, Chad. Oh, my gosh. Shout out to yeah. Chad. Oh, I have to send this to him. So, side story here. He used to, I don't know if he still does, plays volleyball with my dad and a bunch of his buddies. Yeah. They were, when they were younger, obviously, they're very good. Now, they're, uh, they say... I think the team name's like Oaf. It's old and old and fat or something like that. But Chad, oh, he's a great guy. Okay, so yeah. Chad like recruited you to come out and yeah, play, which makes sense because you're fairly tall. Yeah, I yeah. don't remember honestly how we got in touch. Like if it was just through friends or what. But he was like, yeah, if you come out, like I'll put you on the team. Like you will make the team. Oh yeah. And so, um, I transitioned to volleyball, and he had this whole like plan for me because. In volleyball, you can hit a slide, which is basically the setter will set you, but you she sets back and you start at middle and run behind her and then hit like a surprise ball kind of. Okay. And so I played basketball too. That was my sport. I played all through basically since I was like eight years old. And so the slide is basically like a layup format. Like you like jump up the same way. So he was like, we're going to run the slide with you. Like you're going to play middle. (laughs) It'll be great. So I actually played like varsity a lot pretty early on. I played JV my first year and then I went up to varsity to sit for that year. And then I was on varsity the rest of the high school career. So it worked out. It was a good move for me. I think I'm, like, athletic enough I could pick up on it fairly quickly. So that was, like, a really fun sport. I'm so glad I played that. Obviously, I played basketball under Coach Dunmoyer and then track all four years. So Girls volleyball was always in the uh, in the fall. In the fall, in the yeah. Fall. yeah so, Girls okay. is in the fall. Girls in the fall. So it worked out. It worked out yep, really nice. Perfect. Perfect, yeah. Like, how did you get into track? Like, did Coach Bear approach you? Was it friends? Or yeah, what was so it? Um, back to playing so many sports. I actually played softball since I was super young because at Anvil we had, like, Little League for softball. And um, I played that. I don't know. I feel like I was really young when I started playing. Two of my friends from Anvil that I like seriously talked to Katie Shock and Lauren Schrader shout they, out. yeah shout out to them um they we played like softball all through the years and 
like Katie's family like adopted me and would take me to practices and stuff because I lived on a farm like in the middle of nowhere so they would be my ride but I played softball and so in youth track at Anvil they don't have like throwing for like the elementary kids but there's softball throw I don't know if I got recruited or if it was just like something for my mom to like basically like free daycare for me to go to so I would go to that at night and I started doing the softball throw in seventh grade the throws coach was like hey you should you did softball throw you should try um throwing for real and I actually ran the four by four I did long jump high jump and discus in middle school wow and then in eighth grade I started running the 800 which is like so funny and I was like I'm pretty sure I was like one of the better 800 runners because that's complete opposites oh so opposite especially like at the college level like those two don't even exist in the same yeah, area. It's, it's, yeah, that would never so, happen in college. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I played softball and track at the same time in middle school because that was like track was right after school, yeah. softball was in the evening, so I would just hop from one sport wow. to the other. And then in high school, I had to pick, and I was like, well, I don't, I don't know why I chose track, but I was like, I think I'll be more successful there. So I was pretty good at throwing discus in um, middle school. I went to track practice the first day, freshman year, in the spring, and we do this thing called the Ironman, and you basically do, like, one of every event. Like, you'll do shot put, you'll try to run um, some, like, vertical jumps, and basically Do you do hurdles? I don't remember. Um, I don't think we did hurdles. Isn't softball throwing that, too, though? Yes. Yeah, softball softball throws in that, too. So, I kind of remember because I had that too. Yeah, so okay. I finished the Ironman and it was like the first real practice. And I went up to Coach Risser, who's the distance coach at Cedar Crest. Yes. And because I ran the 800 and I was like, hey, so what's the like distance workout for today? And he was like, um, he was like, what did you throw today? And I told him my stats. He was like, and what did you like jump? Oh, I jumped so and so height. He was like, I hate to tell you, but your distance career is over. And I was like... <laughs> Coach Risser just crushing yeah, dreams. Yeah, I, I walked yeah. away like, I was like, oh, okay, what do I do now? So yeah. then Coach Brown, um, Tim Brown was yes. like, come with me. Yeah, come with me. <laughs> and his overalls, he was like, come oh, with me. He always wears the overalls. Yep. Now in the summer, you know, when it gets the hot. Cutoff the overalls. cutoff overalls. Yep. yes. But they're... <laughs> They're his regular overalls, but he just yes, cuts them off. Exactly. So for for everyone out there, if you don't know Coach Brown, <laughs> you know, shout out to Coach Brown. He's an awesome guy. Yep. Um, he was my throws coach. Also, I graduated in, in 2011 and uh, just a big, burly man. Nice guy, but if you didn't know him, he's intimidating. He builds houses, too. So if you can imagine, like, right. the roughest hands, yes, like, yes. just a man's just, man. Uh-huh, <laughs> just a man's man in, in the overalls. Yep. And I think he always had, like, a, a pocket, too, and it yep. always had, like, a wood wooden like, pencils yes wooden those, pencils like, those ones you sharpen with a knife use. yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. not like a pencil yeah. pencil and uh oh my gosh so great coach great phenomenal coach uh all of cedar crest i think their coach especially track and field they have some Absolutely. excellent coaches he would he wanted the best for you i think and for you to perform the best and he could see the potential in you as an athlete yep. i just i remember i don't know if you had to do this let's see if we can reminisce here did you remember being on the white lines the pole drills the pole drills yes did he do that for you this has ruined me yeah for my entire life because okay (laughs) so we did pole drills the first like two weeks of track basically yeah we would start with pole drills and 
I threw like 118 feet in discus in middle school, okay. which is like pretty good for oh, yeah. like a middle schooler. And we're doing these pole drills and he's telling like the seniors, okay, you guys can go throw. I'm just going to yeah. show these pole drills to the like youngins. I like looked at him. I was like, man, I throw 118 feet. Can I go throw for real? He was like, you throw 118 feet. And I was like, yeah, he was like, no, you don't. And I was like, yes, I did. I like, yeah. I have the middle school record at Anvil. I was like, I throw 118 feet. And he's like, okay, well, you let's just go throw. So then he took me to go throw in the cage for real. And we skipped all the drills. <laughs> but I am so bad at drills. I don't know what it is. Like yeah. my, I just like am not very good at breaking things down like that, I don't think. And so even in college, my coach would try and throw drills at me like in freshman and sophomore year when it's like the real foundational years. We would get through like 15 minutes of these drills and she'd be like, we're wasting our time. We're not getting anywhere. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just like would get so worn out from them. Like I wouldn't be able to throw after and just like whatever. So the pole drills have scarred me. <laughs> <laughs> They've left an impact on you. I hate drills. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't a fan but of those either. On the white line, we would do them for like yes. literally an hour. <laughs> I would, my yeah. shoulders would be burning. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he, yeah, he would he would walk up and down that line and just yep. watch you. And if you weren't doing it right, he, very, you know, he'd get you to turn your hips and everything. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. For yeah. anybody listening, if yeah. you, like, can't visualize it, basically it's, like, a four to five foot long PVC pole. And you put it on your back, like, on along your shoulder blades. Like a squat. And, like yes, a squat like you're yeah. squatting. And you rest your arms on top of it like you're like squatting and you have to just like turn and move your hips and like rotate your feet like you would be doing a throw but you're just like breaking it down and slowing it down so as you can imagine with like drills in any sport or like anything it's just exhausting and your arms are so sore from doing it and you're just trying to get through it but that's basically what it is yeah it's not the funnest thing because you want to go out and yeah you obviously just want throw. throw you just want to throw at that point you're like let's go like why am i sweating for no reason let's go throw something <laughs> that's funny so he's still doing that and, yep. and it's a good it is a good drill it's a good drill especially for people yeah. that like have never thrown before oh, it's yeah. a great way to like learn cuz it's technique. a lot of, it's a lot of footwork i think a lot of people think throwers are just you know you're the tallest or the biggest person on the on the team and you just go throw heavy things but it is some like finesse to it and some I've movement. taken so many people to throw like my boyfriend I took him to throw last year just to like yeah. he's like oh I can throw farther than you like that's famous words from any guy that like will talk to me about throwing they're always like that that's easy that's cake and so I'll like if I have the opportunity I let them throw and then they realize like it's nothing about strength like right. obviously that comes into play once you like get the finesse down but it's all like technique and the motion and everything so people learn really quickly how difficult yeah. it really is it, it humbles especially if you've never thrown it before because you're like okay it's just a little like shot put how hard can it be to throw yeah. and remind me again maybe you don't remember but high school the weight of a shot put for the women eight pounds eight pounds mm -hmm. and the men's was 12 i think Tw yeah 12 12 yeah. sorry so that's coach brown shout out to coach <laughs> brown um and then we talked a little bit about um before we start recording uh, coach bear Rob yeah bear and he was uh, episode one for everyone listening i highly recommend you take a listen to it absolutely just uh you know just uh, a guy yeah a guy you yeah. gotta know exactly somebody you want to meet you want to know he's a real life changer working. yeah life changer exactly a guy that uh 
he he goes all in on whatever. Like if you're one of his athletes during track, uh, he cares about you. And you know, he even knows my records today. We're uh, oh so, yeah. yeah, he remembers everything. Right. He has a story that he tells about me. Pro- I mean, I hope it's till this day, but he'll talk about it all the time. Oh, I'm sure. It was funny because with Blue Carnival Photography under Color Tech, we go out and do, as you know, yep. high school sports pictures. And that's how I originally met you in high school. I was like, oh my gosh, Hannah, now here you are graduating Millersville. Yeah. Uh, time flies. But yeah, Coach Bear would always tell like, hey, this is Austin Sullivan. He was our team captain, Sully. Yep. And you know, he remembers my shot put throw, which I'm a little hazy on the numbers, but I know it was 49 feet. Yeah. I think it was nine inches. But for some reason, I feel like coaches made it like 11 or 10 like he added more to it which i appreciate but um yeah it's just like a great guy very motivated and he will motivate you if you're lucky enough to be you know one of his athletes in high school absolutely i was gonna say and then i also jumped in high school i did triple jump and um high jump i had coach schulteis and coach miller were our jumps coaches and coach brown had He, like, loved that I was athletic, and, like, that was a great thing for me, um, basically all through my, like, athletic career, especially in high school. He hated sharing me because, you know, when you do, like, two different types of events, I would go down and throw for, like, an hour and a half or something, and then I'd be like, all right, I have to go, like, do high jump drills or something. He'd be like it would get to like districts time and he's like, you should just throw, like you shouldn't, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. shouldn't do high jumps. Like, you don't need that to do too. that. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so for, you know, the listeners out there that haven't done track at Cedar Crest and it's, it's different at every stadium, but the track is up in the stadium. Yeah. Throwers are kind of like a walk. Yeah. They're kind of shunned. That's you know? the funny thing. <laughs> yeah. Even in college, like at Westchester, the track is like half a mile away from the throwing area. Yeah, it's wild. At almost every school. Our, why? Why are we why? so far away? We, <laughs> We're a part we, of the team. I know. <laughs> I, and especially at Millersville, like the throwers, I think, scored like 48 of the 113 Whoa. points at PSACs this year, yeah. which is like insane because we had like six people and we scored that many points. Wow. But it's so funny because at any track, we're getting like dropped off at the bus they're like get your things go (laughs) and then we have to like get dropped off and then walk like half a mile back to the stadium at the end of the day and it's just so funny (laughs) you know it's happening at the same time but it's separate so you would literally run down throw and you just did discus and shot you didn't do javelin nope yeah i couldn't figure javelin out (laughs) that's a whole nother breed of like human with with the jab that is rough you're down there throwing then you literally have to run up do your event that, that had to get tiring because I, w- I remember in high school when I was there, I mean, was we'd have bad. athletes that did that and I'm like, thank God that's not me. It was really, <laughs> it was really bad in high school because yeah. the order of events went shot put and high jump went off first. They went at the same time. Basically, I would start at a like higher height at high jump. So I would go down, warm up for shot put. And these are all different shoes too that you have to wear. Right. So oh, yeah, I'd be yeah. like changing out shoes in the middle of the yeah. <laughs> competition. And so I would go down, warm up for shot, get a throw in, then have to change into my spikes, run up and right. take a jump. Then I would run back down, finish shot put. Yeah. Then I would go back up, finish high jump, and then I would go down for shot finals. And then I would have to run over and get my triple jump steps in. Most of the time, I would just take like one or two jumps, hope I made it into finals. Yeah. Then I would have to go down and start discus for my last event. So it was quite wow. a workout. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, the shoes that you wear for discus and shot, they're the same. It's just the spikes you have to change into. The main difference is thrower shoes 
at least from what I remember, are very like slick. Yeah, and, so yeah. they're flat, they're like flat. Yeah. easy to spin on when you're doing like rotational throws. So. Yeah, I don't know if you want to shout out Coach Bear and his wife because I mean you you got to meet Tiff. I met Tiff freshman year with Coach Bear. She came to like everything. She did. Yeah, yeah. and then honestly, she was in remission when I met like her. She was back and she was super active. Um, she was at like every single meet. My senior year or junior year, I think she got re-diagnosed with a different yeah. type of cancer. Things kind of started to go downhill. And then my senior year was when like things got really tough. And that obviously took a toll on the whole team because she was a part of like the team. Yeah, she sure. came and spoke every year to us. She would hand out awards after every meet and everything. And she was just like a huge part of the team. And so my senior year, track started and she wasn't doing very well. And then Coach Bear stopped like coming to track for a while because he wanted to spend some time yeah. with the family, obviously. She passed, I think, like mid-season. The whole team like went to her service and everything. She would always say Bible verse, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. And at this point, I was religious, but I wasn't super, like, involved in my faith. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, that really, like, resonated with me. And Jeremiah 29, 11 is, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and plans for good. That's just something I've, like, built my life on, even when I didn't understand what it meant, really, or what, like, it meant to be saved and have a relationship with Christ. It still stuck with me. And so at her funeral, they told a story about all the times that this verse popped out and everything. And it's something that I like built my life on basically because I'm a very optimistic person now because of this, I believe. But how can you be upset even when like terrible things happen for I know the plans I have for you? Like God knows exactly what is you're going to encounter in your life. And he has your entire plan set up for you. Sometimes we take different routes to get there. In the end, like... He knows exactly where you're supposed to be. You are exactly where you're supposed to be. I ended up getting that quote tattooed on me shortly after senior year ended. And that's just something that like I tell my friends now, if anybody's struggling with something, even if they don't understand it at the time, like Jeremiah 29, 11, like for I know the plans I have for you. And so it's just something I share with everyone now. If they don't understand it now, they might understand it later. And even if they don't, like, it's good to plant that seed into people. And it's something that I've completely built my life on. And I find it hard to get down or be upset about anything because I know that it's for good. Yeah. I like to say everything happens for a reason, right? Same type of deal. Same yeah, exactly. It's like you, yep. you might not know it in the, in the moment uh, and it might hurt in the moment, whatever it is. But yeah, everything happens for a reason. I, I, I really do yep. like, believe that. So now with track, you're obviously very successful in high school. Now you move on to Millersville. You know, you go to college, Yep. starting fresh, starting new, freshman. What was that experience like? Freshman year was actually a rough year. I went in with a tech ed degree, so technology and engineering education. And for people that might not know what um, that is, basically, like, it used to be called industrial arts. So, like, people resonated with, like, wood shop, um, metal shop engineering, architecture, um, graphic design. It's all part of it now, and, like, design's a huge aspect of that. So um, that's 
I chose for my major. I had some really great teachers at Cedar Crest that kind of pushed me into that direction. And I knew I wanted to teach my whole life, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then um, one of my tech ed and ag teachers, Darren Grumbine and Phil Hausner, they were like, you got to go. You got to do this. Yeah. Like you yeah. can you're going to like get a job. I was worried because that's like one of those majors that you think like off the top might not be around here for a while but yeah it's like on the comeback um there was like I think 10 kids in my graduating class this year and I think eight of them have jobs currently lined up oh, that's great wow Very and good. the ones that don't are like still finishing up school or like going yeah. back for their master's or something so it's definitely an area that's needed um but anyway so I went into freshman year and that was my major but um, in November, my grandma got diagnosed with lung cancer. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And so, um, I'm like a big family person and I went to Millersville. One of the reasons was cause I wanted to be close to home. I mm -hmm. got recruited from like some schools farther away, but I definitely wanted to stay close. And so I drove home like every weekend. Yeah. So I never got like a real college experience for the first like three years, basically, because I went home every weekend and I would work a shift um at the bagel rack <laughs> oh shout out bagel yeah. rack they have the best uh, grilled cheese bagels yes um yeah. so i would go home and okay. i would like work and then i would go visit her at um she was at a nursing home i guess um and things like progressed really quickly with her and she ended up passing um later i think she passed in i don't know if it was the end of the like december ish or if it was like right into the new year but it was around there somewhere and so that was, like, really tough to experience, like, far, like not far from home, but, you know, when you're on your own yeah. and coming back a lot. And then, you know, spring semester starts and I'm, like, ready to just compete. We had, like, an indoor season and it went really well. Okay. So I was excited to finally, like, get out and start throwing. Because um, in indoor, people don't really know this, but hammer is an event in outdoor track and that's like one of my specialties so it's basically like a shot put on a three foot chain or like three foot long wire and then it has a handle and you throw that um but in indoor you throw this thing called the weight which is like i don't know three or four times the the like weight of it of a hammer and then you throw it like a lot less so you can throw it indoors yeah so i threw that and it was going really well and so I was excited to throw an outdoor and see like what it translated into hammer. And then a week before we were going on spring break, COVID like yeah. shut down the season. Okay. We went on spring break and they were like, nobody take anything out of your dorms. Like, we'll be back. We're just going to take yeah. an extended spring break. And okay. we we're all like, cool. I ended up moving out in June. Yeah. <laughs> like we weren't allowed to. They We never went back. We finished like school online and then. Ugh. I was only allowed to go back to my dorm to get all of my belongings. She just left everything in June. there. Like, so what if you from, needed something? Exactly. From yeah. I think it was like the middle of March to okay. June, I didn't have any of my belongings. That's wild. Jeez. <laughs> that was like really rough. We went into spring when we would be throwing, and I just kind of like that was a big, I think, time for me because. I really wanted to get better. I didn't want to let this yeah. like affect my future because that also meant I didn't lose eligibility, but I lost a season that I could have been competing. If I were to go back, I would have been able to start like my fifth year and have like an extra okay. year of eligibility, but I didn't use it. So 
I didn't think I was going to use it then. And so I was like, well, now I got, I got three years. That's all I got. Yeah. And I got to make it what I... Make the best of yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I started training really hard. Every single day I would go throw. I would like work out at home. My coaches joke because I was squatting my couches in my living room. What are you talking about? Like, what so I would... about squatting your couches? <laughs> where like the armrest <laughs> is, I would okay. pick up the armrest and put it on my back. And then I would do back squats with my couches wow. to stay in shape. Okay. I was putting awesome. like, I was putting <laughs> cases of water on my shoulders and doing okay. lunges in my driveway. I can picture that one, but squatting your couch. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Wow. So I kind of tried to take a negative and turn it into like yeah. a positive time for me to grow and build. And I mean, throwing on your own isn't like the greatest because you build bad habits because you can't like see everything with a coach. But luckily, I came back in sophomore year, and we got right back to it. So, yeah. What was your favorite to throw? Shot, disc, <sighs> hammer, weight? So, discus and me have a love-hate relationship because yeah. I've been throwing it for so long. I mean, it's still not that long, but when you throw something for so long, you tend to, like, plateau a lot easier. And so, we had to, like, break down my entire throw going into college, and that was really rough for me to love to throw discus because it was so frustrating because yeah. I knew my potential but hammer was a lot like more fun for me because it was something new it was fresh mm -hmm. I built it on good foundation right away like yeah. not saying like I didn't have a good foundation from discus but like when you go to college you get one-on-one -on -one, like practice time so it's a lot easier to catch little things and to like break things down because you're training for a whole year I would say Hammer was like my favorite Hammer. event to throw. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so let me ask you this for the shot, but did you rotate or did you glide? So I glide, I glided, glided yeah, shot for shot, but it's actually funny because I went into college not throwing shot put and then my sophomore year, I didn't throw shot to compete okay. either. And then at PSACs, which is like our, um, conference championships, that's like, basically the highest level and and then after that is nationals so like that's like wow. the big thing when you're like not at the national level yet i was at the psac championships and um i threw discus and i got second place to this girl and then i threw hammer and i ended up winning my freshman season sophomore year um so i won hammer and so my coaches were like you're in the running for field athlete of the meet and I was like, no way, like that's a thing. I was super pumped and I really wanted to win. This other girl who beat me in discus yeah. ended up winning, but her like credentials, so she beat me, she won discus. She got like eighth or something in hammer, Okay. but she threw shot put. She didn't place, make finals or anything, but she did all three events. So what? she won. That's not fair. So after that day, <laughs> yeah. I went up to my throwing coach, Brittany Hartman. I was Motivation. like, I was like, I'm throwing the shot. Play. Yeah. I was like, we're throwing shots. <laughs> it's happening. I was like, I'm taking one home over the summer. And even if I suck, I'm throwing it because I'm not letting anybody yeah. take that away from right. me. Again. Yeah. You wanted it. Yeah. Yep. And so the discus is like picture a, a plate. You know, that's what it it's is. It's like a small dinner plate. Yeah, yeah. A little bit and smaller than a Frisbee. Yep. Much heavier. Then you have your 
shot put, just picture like a, a cannonball, yep. right? Then your hammer and your weight, because I, I was, uh, my freshman year, I went to Kutztown, I did throwing there, and I hated the hammer and the weight. Yeah. Because you had it's to tough. rotate. Yeah. And it's literally, like you said, it's a, a hunk of metal on the end of a, a wire. It's a bit frightening. It's very Correct. medieval. It is medieval, right? <laughs> and you're trying to spin around, getting your body as fast as you can, yep. while you're going like heel toe as you're, as you're spinning. Yep. And yeah, you have this wire with a heavy I'm metal so object. I'm so impressed, like how much you know. I mean, I know you threw, but like yeah. people yeah. are always like, "What is the hammer?" Like they're like, "Is it the one you hit a nail with?" Like I'm like, "No, yeah. no, no." I know exactly what it is, and I, yeah. I, I could not get it for the life of me. And uh, for those that can, it's it's amazing to watch because yeah, it's a lot of weight, and you get your body rotating around. And, it's you know, like impressive. It. That's what people always say. They're yeah. like, that's so impressive. It's it like is. just to watch people like that are good throw. Oh, it's yeah. really fun. Yeah. You know, that gives everyone kind of an idea of, of the implements we're talking about, right? When you're out there throwing. When you get to college, what's the weight of the women? Does that go up to so 10 women's, or 12? So women's um, implements never change. Oh. So like from okay. in know, middle know school, that. you throw a, a six pound shot. That's okay. the only thing that changes. So you throw eight pounds in um, high school and then in college, it's four kilograms, which is like, I think it's like roughly like eight. The same. Yeah. Almost. Okay. I think it's like, it might be a little heavier. I'm not sure. Interesting. And then discus is one kilograms all the way through. Okay. And then um, hammer is... It's still a 4K, so it's still, like, the same weight, but with all the, like, wire and handle, yeah. it gets to, like, roughly nine pounds. Oh, and you, did you wear a glove, right? You'd wear yeah, a you glove. have to wear a glove. Yeah, you gotta wear a glove, because if not, it's It'll, like, tear. rip your skin off. Yep. Yeah. I have, like, permanent calluses on yeah. my left, like, my glove yeah, hand because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it is wild, like, to see it. It's wild. Um, and I think, if I remember correctly, the guy shot one to... 16. Six, yeah, I was just going to say 16. Those um, are yeah. big boys. Oh, yeah. I've, like, picked oh, yeah. them up before because we don't have a guys team at Millersville. Really? So I didn't know that. That's, like, actually kind of a difficult thing when we go to meets because I feel like guys are so much better at bringing the hype. Like, they're, yeah. they're the ones, like, cheering and everything. And, like, our girls team did, too, for each other, but... The guys just bring a different it's energy. level. Yeah. yeah. So I quickly befriended the ESU throwers and the Shippensburg throwers. Nice. Yeah. Because, and like the Westchester guys too, because I'm like, we need some hype men. So at meets, I would walk by them when we're warming up and I'm like, you got us, right? And then like, they're all like, oh yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> and like the Millersville girls are pretty elite in throwing. Like, you're just I mean, saying that because you're one of them. No, like <laughs> if you're if you're in high school and you're looking to go throw in college, like, and you're looking in Pennsylvania, if you're not going to Millersville, like, what are you doing? Okay. Like I'm. That's wow. like genuine swagger. I like yeah, it I mean, legit. our coach is one Atlantic Region like assistant coach of the year. The last like. What's your coach's name? Brittany Hartman. Brittany Hartman. Shout she's a Brittany throws Hartman. coach. Yeah. Okay. And so she's like on another level. We've had we've won the hammer competition at PSEX for the last like eight years and we've had like sunflower green went to um cumberland no conestoga valley in high school and she's like the best thrower of all time she was like a six-time all-american she won indoor national shot like three times like something crazy so that's a genuine thing like millersville throws are elite so the guys' teams would always be, like, the first time um, my freshman year and my sophomore year, they were like, what's in the Millersville water? Like, we want that. We want what they have. Yeah. 
whenever like there's a good thrower, people are always a lot more hype for them. So they were always super awesome for us um, at meets and everything. I had to look up Sunflower Green because oh, yeah. at first I was making sure like you're not just messing with me. It's a no. real person. She looks like a badass. Yeah, she's yeah. legit. Wow. All right. Awesome. Shout yeah. out to Sunflower Green. That's an awesome name too. Yeah. Very cool. So let's hit on you know, the peace hacks. Let's hit on that. Yep. You're a record holder in two events there. Let's yeah. talk about that a little bit. My sophomore year, I was like throwing 56 meters, I think, in hammer. I don't know what that equates to feet. I used to know all of it. I can't bad. tell you. I can tell you what my like PR's equivalent in feet, but I can't tell you like that. But I threw 56 meters and I made, I hit Provo, which is like the national qualifying mark. But I wasn't on, like, the top 20. Okay. So after PSACs, we went to a last chance meet, and I threw 58 meters there, which seated me fifth in the nation Whoa. for my sophomore year. Fifth in the nation? Yeah. That's awesome. Well, for Division Two, but Still, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. So then I went up to one of my friends, Kate Moyer, and I was like, she was watching her boyfriend at a baseball game because they always went into, like, late season. Millersville baseball is really good, too. And um, we were, like, sitting there. I was like, yeah, so I think I'm going to go to Nationals now. I was like, I threw, like, really well at the last um, chance meet. So I'm seated fifth in the nation. She was like, Hannah, top eight are all Americans. And that word, like, never was in yeah. my vocabulary before. And I was like, what does that mean? She was like, that's an all-American. Wow. <laughs> like, that's legit. So that was kind of when things started really, like, clicking for me. And so I ended up All-American at fourth place my sophomore year in Hammer. And then my junior year, uh, and I touched on what I got. I got first at PSAX for Hammer and second in Discus. And then my sophomore year, I threw, or sorry, my junior year. Mm -hmm. It's so confusing because of the eligibility eligibility wise right. I think about that and that would be like my sophomore year but my junior year academically I threw 51 some meters in discus um, which broke the PSAC record Whoa! and that was set by Jane Beatty or Beatty um, it was like a 30 year old record or something no way that's and awesome it was pretty cool because we held PSACs last year at Millersville and we ended yeah. up winning. So it was just like an so awesome cool. experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this year at PSACs was at Slippery Rock and I actually, the woman who threw that went to Slippery Rock and she's an official now. And so what? she came up to me and was like, where's Hannah Wolfling? And I was like, um, hi. And she was <laughs> like, I'm Jane. Like you broke my record. Yeah. So we got a picture together and everything. So it was like a really cool, That's like awesome. wholesome moment. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So um, my sophomore year, I won hammer again, and then I ended up winning discus, and then I got fourth in shot put. So I ended up okay. like throwing, being pretty decent yeah. at shot. I think I threw like 13 meters or something like consistently that year. I went to nationals. I was seated top three for both, and I blew it. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really rough year. I don't know if I just peaked at the wrong times or what. Maybe like the seeds got to me a little bit. But, um, yeah, I definitely just underperformed at Nationals. I got, like, second-team All-American in Hammer, so I got 11th or 12th place. But um, I didn't make finals or anything, so that was rough. That brings me into, like, my faith, which is something else that I wanted to talk about today. In October of my junior year, I 
my my freshman year, I went to FCA a lot, which is Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and it's basically just a bunch of athletes that get together, and we have two FCA staff members, um, husband and wife, Dan and Lisa Davini. They basically just lead in worship, um, so we'll sing like three worship songs together, and then we just talk about, someone will come up and speak, and they'll just relay like either their life or like a message that they have for us. So I did that my freshman year, and then my sophomore year, um, I didn't really go. I just, like, kind of lost it. I didn't really feel any compelling, like, need to go. And so my junior year, I started going back. I was just, like, so moved by everything. Um, I guess just, like, God's time and place for me. It was definitely just then. I went to, like, one or two meetings, and I went up to... Dan, who I've talked to, like, more than his wife. His wife is a lot more quiet, but Dan's, like, always, like, oh, who are you? Like, I haven't met you yet. Yeah. And so he's, like, way more outgoing. And I went up to him. I was, like, I want to do more. I want to, like, dive in. I want to I want to meet with you. Like, I want to do one-on-ones. I just want to, like, start this. I feel like it's my time to, like, learn about my faith. And so he was, like, well, you can meet with my wife, Lisa. Um, you guys can start doing one-on-ones. And so... I did, I started doing that. I would meet with her once a week. Um, She taught me how to read the Bible. She taught me like the foundations of Christ. And basically FCA has, um, their big thing is like the four. So hopefully I can remember them. But it's like, Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you. You're like forgiven of your sins. And it's like a question mark. And it's like, do you accept it? Like, is that what you want to do? And so a lot of people don't really know what it means to be saved, but basically being saved is you're dedicating your life to Christ. You're accepting that he died for your sins and you don't have to, your sins are like, they're gone. You don't have to like be condemned by them anymore. Yeah. Um, They don't have to be a burden. Yeah. Like he already took care of them for you. So it's just basically, I accept that and like, I'm going to seek a relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And so Christianity is basically not a religion it's a relationship with christ so that's how like it's a different way of looking at it yeah that's that's like basically how um a lot of like christians look at it i just learned so much from her and i still like hang out with them to this day i'll like go and we'll drink coffee on their porch and just talk but there was a girl who was talking who played softball the one night at fca she played softball there and she was talking and it was just about like there's no time but now like don't you don't need to be at a certain place in your life to accept Christ you don't have to know certain things it's just when are you willing to take those steps and I like broke down I like I was just overwhelmed with emotions and I went home and I like got out my journal and I was like I accept I accept like take me like I surrender my life and it sounds so like intense but it's really just I'm giving up, like, to you, like, God's, I'm letting you take over now, you're like, accepting, like, Jesus whatever happens. take the wheel, yeah. literally, yeah. <laughs> literally, you're going all in, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, which isn't a bad thing, it sounds intense, but it's really, like, you're just giving up control, like, you're, for I know the plans I have for you, you're letting him yeah. lay out the road, you don't have to worry about it anymore, it's, like, on him, so I was saved in October, and continued to grow my faith, I'm still continuing to grow my faith. It's growing every day. But so that happened my junior year. 
then I go to junior year nationals and I blow it. And I'm like, what the heck, God? I'm like, I just gave my life to you. I'm doing everything right. Like, why would you do this to me? Yeah. So like, you can pray about it. You can ask him. He might answer. He might not. He might like give you a, A this is why. But sometimes he doesn't. Most of the time he doesn't. And so I was left like not knowing why. And that killed me. Like, it was really hard. That was something I had to like work on and just think like, it's just not your time. It's not your time. Right. And I was upset because I didn't All-American. That was, like, my thing. Shooting forward to senior year, I had one PSAC record in discus. I broke that my junior year. Senior year, I ended up breaking the hammer record, um, PSAC record, the first meet at Metrics at Millersville. And then I just had an amazing season. I mean, I won hammer and discus at PSAX and I got runner up in the shot which was crazy wow. like I wasn't supposed you went to from do not that throwing it pretty much yeah wow. I threw like 14 meters which again is like 40 some feet but like for girls that's that's awesome Heck pretty yeah. good. I threw like it's 14 11 or something yeah and so that was like crazy because I hadn't hit a 14 in like ever it was just like all like building up and then um I went to nationals in beautiful Colorado Springs oh. It was like just immaculate experience overall. But I go um, hammers the first day. I go and I win runner up in hammer. And I was seated, I think, I think I was seated like fourth or fifth going into it. And so I wasn't supposed to get runner up. So I performed like fairly well and other people underperformed. And that's how nationals goes. And I lost to a three-time national champion throwing three meters farther than me. So it was like I did exactly what I wanted to do. You were right there. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And then the next day we go into discus and I just felt like so calm. I, I just felt good. Like I threw well all week and the week before and just was having a good season. And... We were about to leave the hotel, and I wrote in my journal, before um, meets, I often write, like, things I'd like to do, like goals. yes. But for discus, I was seated seventh. I hadn't been throwing very well all season. Like, basically, my PR is 51 meters, and I threw, like, my best of the season was 49 on the first meet, and after that, I was throwing, like, 46s, even as low as, like, 44s. It was enough to win PSACs, but it was, like, not what I wanted to be doing. So I was like, I'm not writing a number. So I wrote on a piece of paper, God's will, and then I wrote peace, joy, and happiness. And I, like, closed my notebook, and we left to go to the stadium. And, yeah. I mean, I'm a national champion wow. in discus. that's insane. So yeah. just, like, coming back full circle, last yes. year I was like, why me? Like, why would you do this to me? Yeah. But like, it makes this even sweeter. For sure. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. What a story. Just, uh, just your track and field career. I mean, wow. So let's back up a little bit. Yeah. When you say you you were saved and you have the date, what's the process? Like I pictured, did you get baptized? Like how does it work? Yeah. My faith journey is a little rough as I think most people's goes, but, um, so I was saved and I was like, trying to do better. I'm going to church and I'm taking friends to go to church with me. Like I'm trying to do the Lord's work and the Lord's will. Um, but in my personal life, I was just still sinning and making the same mistakes. 
I kind of like fell out of it a little bit, but I did get baptized shortly after I was saved at a local church at Millersville with like the FCA staff and my family came. But then I went on a mission trip last January to the Dominican Republic. While we were there, I just like, I was like, I need to be different. I need to change. Hearing everyone's like stories that spoke there and just like the whole experience overall um, going into the villages and everything, even the things I was like preaching to kids during yeah. evangelism or um, children's ministry, I was like, what are these words? Like, I'm telling them this, but I'm not living it. And so I came back and I was like, it's time to change. And so yeah. I really started like taking things super serious and I changed my life for the better. And I mean, I was student teaching all this past year and in the fall, it was, like, apparent. Like, my coaches were, like, you just look exhausted. They were, yeah. like, you're burnout. And I was, like, I just can't do this anymore. I was so overwhelmed. And I don't know if it was just, like, my new habits, but also, like, changing and being more serious about my faith and, like, the things I was preaching and making sure I'm doing the same thing. Um, so that kind of all shifted, and I was, like, yeah. able to bring it back. And so been on good ground and you would say um lisa and dan yeah they're mentors of yours absolutely do you have any others that you wanted to shout out whether at millersville or 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 just in life in general yeah i mean coach bear was like a huge mentor for us being in public school it's hard to often like share about your faith and everything but i feel like almost every kid that comes through that program like at least hears about god which is like a huge thing and something I'd like to take forward. Obviously, you have to watch your footing, but it's definitely something that's possible if kids are asking questions or you just like roll it into conversation if it comes up. Um, so he was a huge mentor for me in like my faith aspect too. So. Yeah. And then while at Millersville, your throwing career clearly excelled, uh, but you're also excelling and working very hard, you know, for a degree in, in technology, in engineering, engineering education. education. <laughs> All right, sir, I got it. So you know, what was that like? And how did you balance the two? It's definitely difficult. I picked the best sport to be in a flexible space with though, because basically we do one-on-ones with our coach and then we lift three days a week in the evening. So if I had class, I just lifted at a different time. Or if my schedule was crazy, like with student teaching, I'm there from 6.30 in the morning until three in the afternoon. So um, I would sprint back um, from I was at Hemfield High School student teaching, and then I went to practice at four every day. It was definitely a lot more crazy this year, but basically you just have to have the mindset. Like it's definitely not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Co- like college athletics, it is not for everybody. And I mean, I was there. Like I was able to graduate basically because of track, because I got scholarship, and that's yeah. why I like was able to attend school in the first place. But I mean, we're there for our degrees, so you have to put that first. But definitely, just learning. Like I think it was a huge part of who I am today, my work ethic and time management and everything. I learned so much about myself as a person and who I am. I wake up early because I gotta get up early and. If I have things to do, then I wake up at 5 a.m., do it, and then go to class or practice. And even at some points, I would, 
I was working for a cleaning company <laughs> during school and I would wake up at 6 a.m. and go work until like 9.30. Okay. And then I would run back, go to practice wow. or class and then have like a whole day after that. And I mean, that's just something you got to do. You got to make it work if yeah. you really want to do it. Push yourself. Yeah. If you want to be there, you will do whatever it takes to be there. So. Very well said. No, I, I couldn't agree more. So coming full circle, you graduated Millersville University, and now you're going back to teach tech ed at Anvil Cleona. Yeah. How excited are you? I am so excited. I I wanted to go back for my fifth year. That was my goal for okay. a while. Um, and I even told my coach, I was like, yep, I'll be back. Don't give that scholarship away to anybody. I'm, yeah. I'm coming back. And I even like enrolled and got accepted, paid my like entry fee for my master's degree and everything. And then, um, so why'd you, why? Yeah. yeah. So I was student teaching and I had some really good mentors there, like actual mentor, um, Chris Sauer. He was my, I was working with him all year, but then other teachers were like, you should just interview, get experience, yeah, see like just what the opportunity is like and just get that interview experience. And so I went to an interview at Warwick high school. And then I scheduled one. Um, Darren Grumbon and Phil Hausner actually sent me the Anvil application. They were okay. like, you need to fill this out. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, if you get it, you have the option at least. Like, if you don't, then whatever. Like, yeah. just move on. And so I had my Warwick interview. And after that interview, they called me and they were like, um, do you want to come back and like tour the facility tomorrow? And I was like, oh, my gosh, does this mean like yeah, yeah. I have the job? So that was on like a Thursday and the following week on a Monday, I had my Anvil interview, like my first round. So then I went back on Friday to tour the facility and they offered me the job and I was like, oh my goodness. That escalated like, quickly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I literally, like four days ago, I wanted to go back to school and now I'm questioning everything. Right, right. And so I immediately like just called Lisa, my FCA like leader. And I was like, Lisa, what do I do? She was like, where do you feel called? Like, like deep down, what are you feeling? And honestly, shout out to my brother Isaac too, because I was like sobbing on the phone to him, asking him like, what do I do? I just like wanted somebody to tell me like, stay at Millersville or like move on. And so he's like, do you really want to go back? Like, is this really what you want to do? Why do you want to go back? Like, what are you feeling? And I love track and I love Millersville's track and field team. Like I would love to be a part of them forever, but deep down I'm like, I'm good. I feel accomplished. Yeah. I feel feel ready. I've been on the receiving end of things for so long. Like my family has sacrificed so much for me. They've driven to every single meet I've ever had. They've just like been there for me, driving me around. And now coming back to like that moment, I was like, I'm ready to stop receiving and start like giving back. Like, yeah. I want to be the person that's helping people become possibly what I experienced and have that opportunity. Monday, I go to my Anvil interview and I just was like, oh, this is going to be the hardest decision of my life. They called me for a second round interview, so I went back the next day, and then they were like, we'll be in touch. Then after that interview, I got a call from Warwick, and they're like, you have three days to tell us what you want. (laughs) This is in a span of like a week and a half, 
Oh, wow. And two weeks prior, I was still going back to Millersville. Yeah. Like, that was my thing. How quickly things can change. Oh, my goodness. Exactly. So, again, I'm, like, talking to my brother, and I'm just trying to figure out where do I want to go and if I want to go. He was just saying, like, if you go back, just know you're going for track. Like, that's where your head's Ooh, at, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And honestly, I don't think I could have taken that mentally. Like, what if I, like, I won a national championship this year. Yeah. What if I go back next year and, like, you don't perform I don't well. do something yeah. as well. I've experienced yeah. that before and anything can happen. And I'm just so tired of, like, being, like, at college. I was so ready to move on and, yeah. like, I just felt like I was ready. So me and Isaac, like, hung up the phone and I had my decision in mind. And then I called anvil and i was like look i need to know by tomorrow like i have to make this decision yeah. they're like okay will you come back for your third round interview tomorrow and i was like yeah absolutely so then they offered me the job and that was like an easy yes once i knew that i had the anvil job yeah. it was more like the unknown like am i gonna get it right. am i not and then i have to let warwick know in time or else what if all my options are right. off the table then, then, <laughs> yeah then you're right then what do you do um, yeah so that was wow. rough and I, I think, um, I know for me, like, um, being a thrower also and at Cedar Crest and then going to Kutztown my freshman year, I feel like at some point too, you realize, okay, like you said, you you did everything that you wanted to accomplish and then maybe, and then some, you know what I mean? And I feel like it can be hard to, for any athlete, whether it's baseball, basketball, football, but to acknowledge and be like, you know what, it's not going to be, I'm not going to be a, an NFL you yeah, know, quarterback exactly. or something like that. It's it's time to move on. I feel like you definitely made the, the right choice. And, and like you said, everything happens for a reason. It all kind of yeah. came back around. Yep. You know? Yeah. And I mean, something that's also was a struggle throughout college that I think my faith helped with too, was that like, I won a national championship. That is like your yeah. highest high. That is it. That right. is your end you goal. It. Yeah. And I did it. And then I like am walking away, even like in the stadium still. And I'm like, that's it. Like, that's like your peak. Right. So then like, I'm obviously like ecstatic and like super grateful and blessed for that experience. But then I have like, that's my joy and it's over now. Yeah. And so something that your faith also helps you with is you have an eternal joy, like constantly, like you always have this joy because you don't have to worry about your sins anymore. God has your back constantly. Like he is your eternal joy. That's like something that you, it's like, if you don't have that after you reach your highest high, that's it. Right. And then you walk away and you're like, now what? But like, I can live in that joy constantly. So that's just something that I feel like I wanted to share because if you experience, even in like an occupation, like, mm -hmm you start at the bottom and then you work your way up to the top and yeah. then that's it. Like, right. where are you going to find your joy day to day constantly? Like, how are you going to like keep that going? And so that's just what I use now as my like constant joy. Yeah. So. No, I, I couldn't agree more. So now accepting the job at Anvil Cleona, mm -hmm. that's awesome. Do you think once you get, get settled in there, you know, cause I know you like to give back the community. I didn't realize this, but for I think the past five years in a row, you've been working or helping out at the Lebanon Area Fair, yeah. which I think is awesome. So now that you're at Anvil Cleona, do you see yourself being 
like a throws coach there down the road? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. When I was in my interview, they were like, yeah, so we need a head coach. And I was like, Whoa. no. Why? Why not? <laughs> I I don't want to deal Jump with Jump into like, that yeah, right away. Maybe like down the line, that would be something I would be interested in. It could in. be great. I think you but would. But yeah. there's like so much that goes into that. Like, I just want to work with the throwers. Like, that's my thing. That's yeah. what I love to do. I don't want to worry about if everybody has their lunchbox on the bus or like their travel <laughs> forms filled out. You right. Know? So um, I talked to one of my coaches at Anvil, Matt Gingrich. He coaches football there too. And he coached the throws a little bit. And he, he was texting me like basically since I got the job and he was like, we have some good throwers waiting for you. <laughs> and he's like, we'll talk about it once you're finished. So literally I think it was, right after I finished competing or the next day, he's texting me like, congrats. And he was like, by the way, we have two discus throwers that I think could be really good yeah. if we get you to work with them a little bit. Yeah. So I think I'm definitely going to volunteer coach, um, but I'm not planning on like getting on payroll because first year teaching is a, lot, a lot of work. Yeah, it's, a lot of late yeah. nights, a lot of early mornings. So I just want to be able to enjoy it and not be like obligated to do anything. Yeah. That so yeah, maybe down the road, though, it's not, like, completely, like, X'd off, like, being a head track and field coach. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe, like, we'll see. five years or ten years. You never know. Um, we'll see. Because they, they have a good program. They do. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, uh, I forget her first name, but Sutcliffe, Coach Sutcliffe. Yep. She was there when I was yeah, there. Yeah. That was my, my buddy Wolf, his mom. Uh, so nice lady. And then well, Sue Felty, she... She just retired. You just retired. And that's yep. why they need a new coach. Yeah. Well, she's got to work at the Allen Theater. <laughs> yeah. That's what she's up to. And she's great, too. Sue is, Sue's great. Yep. Um, so now, what would you say motivates you day in and day out to be the best version of yourself? Yeah. I mean, definitely my faith has a lot to do with that. I mean, I want to be a better person for myself and for my relationship with Christ, but also for other people. I think the best type of person to be is someone who makes other people better and I think sometimes I'm a little hard on people yeah <laughs> that I love or that I really care about like I can be hard on my boyfriend sometimes because I yeah. have like big expectations that I know like people are capable of it's not a bad thing and so I can be hard on people sometimes because I just w know that they can be a better version you see the potential yeah in them. I want them to and be that's better. why you'd be a great head coach <laughs> You're selling me on this more than they were Because I know it's going to be a couple years down the road, and I'm going to come take pictures of Amal Clinton track and field, and <laughs> yeah. you're probably going to be a head coach. I'm just throwing it out there into the universe, because if you speak it, <laughs> chances are it'll happen. But anyway, continue. Yeah, but um, just, I think, motivating myself to be good for other people, and especially as an educator, I mean, I have to be on my game to make my students better. Yeah. And I honestly have a huge like heart for teaching and I saw at Cedar Crest and at Anvil too I had really amazing teachers there but at Cedar Crest I really saw especially in the ag room and at um in the tech ed rooms kids that hate school like maybe have like terrible attendance records yeah they show up to tech ed because they're it. like oh I'm gonna go build my cabinet like yeah, I'm yeah. gonna go do my plumbing square or like it's a fun hands-on like break from school they get to be creative they get to make mistakes and it's like a part of the process yeah it's and learning you're always yeah, learning exactly yeah. and they just get to kind of like do their own thing work at their own pace and i mean there's definitely like it's still education like they still have to like turn yeah. things in on time 
But I think it's an awesome area to be able to teach kids things outside of the lines. Like, obviously, we have to stick to, like, curriculum and standards, but mm-hmm. I want to make kids better, teach them responsibility, teach them how to be mature adults, yeah, functioning members of society. Like, I learned so much about life in my ag and tech ed classes that you can't teach. Like, that's something that's so hard to do, and yet, like, they did it. They were able to incorporate it into our curriculum and I feel like I grew so much as a person because of that and that's what I want to do for other people. Awesome so now the three items you brought with you today and how do they uh, describe you? So I brought my discus that I threw at high school. Um, I hope coach Brown doesn't get mad at me because he probably doesn't even know I still have it. Oh wait that's... (laughs) I think I have a shot from that. Yeah, uh, so in high school, (laughs) you have to bring your own discus and um, stuff to states and districts. Okay. um, Because they like, it's, yeah, you just have to like check it in and throw it there. So it was in my bag and like my senior year, I never went back. So I just kept it, you know, it was a memory. Right. So I have that. That's like my beginning. That's me growing up. Perfect. And like basically how I got to Millersville and through that, I got to my next item, which is my cross um, on my neck. That is basically, I got to Millersville because of throwing and because of like my major. And then through that, I was able to jump into FCA and like build my relationship with Christ and eventually be saved. And then that leads me to my national championship trophy. So which is so cool. Object. We, we, I mean, they all are so cool. But when you walked in with the trophy, I'm like, <laughs> okay, shouldn't that be in like, the, you know how like a Cedar Crest, they have yes. like the glass, you know, uh, cabinets and everything. And it's like, that's where all the trophies go. I was like, no, did you take that? For me. From that is so cool. <laughs> awesome. Great. No, those are perfect. And we'll have photos up of, of everything um, on Facebook and Instagram, American Grown Podcast. So now how can our listeners connect with you and follow along on your journey yeah i mean you can follow me on instagram um it's hannah e welfling um i think you can find my name out there somewhere to figure out how to spell it but yeah that's the best place before we close out is there anything else that you would like the listeners to know um two people did reach out to me about some private discus lessons and so i'm gonna start doing that if anybody would be interested in that for sure like find me on facebook or instagram um, send me a message and I mean, send I just, a DM. Yeah, yeah, for real. That's awesome. Hannah Wolfling on the American Girl podcast in the Color Tech Creative Solutions Studios. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. To see photos of today's guests and more content, just search American Grown Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. If you'd like to be a featured guest on the podcast, Please direct message or email Austin at AmericanGrownPod at gmail.com.